0: Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office that... Of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, joined as always by my co-host Don Dix, the chapter leader of Act for America in Corona. And we're not going to do any preliminaries here. We have a great guest on the line, Travis Allen, who tells us he's going to be the next governor of the state of California. And one of his opponents just dropped out this week, so his chances are getting better. Welcome to the show, Travis.
1: Guys, thanks so much for having me on. It's, it is a unmitigated pleasure you have a busy week Mid- midterm madness is heating up you had a couple of debates this week the same uh, day same day uh, you've got a busy weekend out at the CRA uh, con- endorsement convention which is actually happening between Friday and Sunday um, and th- so things are getting wild give us a little bit of a, an idea of what's unfolding on the campaign trail for Travis Allen
2: Look, this is going phenomenally well. Now, if you're following me online, follow me at Join Travis Allen on Facebook, or you can go to jointravisallen.com. Also, it's the same Join Travis Allen on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but if you've been following along, it has gotten so hot and heavy in this race, and it is fantastic. I am now the leading Republican in the entire state, so, polling ahead of everybody else. And we just got some great news this week that Doug Osi, who was the late entrant into the race, just dropped out. So Osi's out, and now it's a head-to-head of me versus the Chicago business guy who's only lived in California since 2011 as a resident. His name's John Cox. You might have heard of him. And uh, we did a couple of debates this week. Uh, We did one down at the Orange County Lincoln Club, and then we did a second one uh, at a uh, college in Torrance. And uh, we we did pretty well in those debates. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully you got a chance to catch the live feeds. Uh, You can find those actually online at the Travis Allen Volunteers Facebook page. Uh, But uh, according to everybody who was there, uh, it was a pretty one-sided affair both times. And uh, I got to tell you guys, uh, we cleaned up the floor with John Cox.
0: Well, when you came to the uh, Residents Tea Party Patriots debate back on January 4, you came in with 63%, and you went out with... uh, 80% 80% of the straw poll vote. And just as an aside that you might that you, you might enjoy, I was talking to somebody just yesterday about uh, who had attended the meeting. And she says, I felt so sorry for that old man. Oh, goodness.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, we well, haven't...
1: Uh, According to that lady, we have an old man in the White House, so I don't know that you can categorize all old men in that same box. But clearly there there's a difference. I had people talk to me about the fact that ideologically there's not too much of a difference. You may have some updates for us on that, but there's definitely a difference when you you know, this is the question I had about Donald Trump in the presidential who is able to beat the front runner? Of the other party and in this case it looks like it's going to be the guy that it's that uh, uh, was the inspiration for the poop app so that you know where not to step in san francisco that would be gavin newsom whose policies have somehow created a fecalized environment out of san francisco
2: Yeah, look, you know, Gavin Newsom is absolutely going to be the nominee for the Democrats. He just got the Democrat – he got the largest percentage of the Democrat endorsement, although they decided not to endorse at their convention because none of them could actually walk away with it. But Gavin walked away with the the biggest lead in that process. He's got $19 million. He's got the support of the entire Bay Area, San Francisco liberal political machine that runs California – and, and, I mean, you don't got to take my word for it. You just take a look at all the politicians that run California. Jerry Brown, Nancy Pelosi, Boxer, Feinstein, Kamala Harris. Gavin Newsom is right up there with him. So he is going to be the guy for the Democrats. And the real question is, is who can beat Gavin Newsom? And I will tell you right now, there is only one candidate that can beat him, and and you're talking to him right now. And that's not just bravado or or anything like this. The bottom line is this Gavin Newsom is the former mayor of San Francisco, and he's ruined his city. They got 22,000 intravenous drug users on the streets. Smash and grab has become such a problem that the likelihood of you recovering your stuff if your car gets broken into or catching the, the guy that did it is 1.6%. There's maps of human waste, as you've mentioned, uh, hypodermic needles on all the sidewalks. Uh, all through downtown, it's gotten so bad that they're actually talking now and going to, in July, open up two heroin injection centers that are sanctioned by the city. It's still illegal for the state. It's still illegal for the country. Nonetheless, San Francisco is is going to open up heroin injection centers in their city. Now, I just got to tell you, there is nobody in California that wants a heroin injection center opening up in their town and This is why this race is so important. Gavin Newsom is, he thinks he's going to walk away with it. I will tell you right now, between the soft on crime laws that he's been supporting, which has seen violent crimes spike by over 15%, between the gas tax of Jerry Brown that none of us voted for, that we are going to repeal in November, and this illegal sanctuary state where people are coming to California that aren't supposed to be here, they're coming here illegally, and then committing crimes while they are here, and being supported with our taxpayer dollars. This is illegal. We're going to reverse this. This is what Gavin Newsom is running on, and that's exactly why he's going to fail. But we got to get somebody up there that can beat Gavin Newsom, that has the energy, the fire, the passion, born and raised in California an expert in all of state politics. I have represented Californians for the last six years in the legislature. We need somebody that can actually take that stage against Gavin Newsom and the California Democrat Party that has sold our state down the river and take our state back. And I will tell you right now, guys, that's exactly what we're going to do.
0: And uh, one more question here before we go to a commercial break. You have um, you're the only Republican candidate that has the semblance of a An agenda, a one that is popular with the people, one that could possibly would win in in a normally liberal state of California, and no other Republican seems to be running on any any kind of such agenda. Tell us about that.
2: I have a very simple five point plan for California. Step one is we cut taxes. We start with repealing the gas taxes on day one, and then we go to work on all of California's other taxes. We pay the highest sales tax and highest income tax in the entire nation, and our corporate tax is right up alongside those. We gotta cut taxes in California not raise them, because I'll tell you right now, I don't know about you, but I think I can spend my money a lot better than Sacramento spends it. So job number one is cut taxes. And by the way, that brings all those jobs and all those companies and all those people back to California because we want we want the jobs of the companies here, not over in Texas. Job number two is get tough on crime. we got to repeal these soft-on crime laws of Jerry Brown and Gavin Newsom, the California Democrats. we got to repeal AB-109, Prop 57, and Prop 47. That's early release of criminals. 10,000 sex offenders are going to get released into our communities early because of Prop 57. And it's felonies turning into misdemeanors, which means we're just getting more and more crime all throughout California. But now they're calling in misdemeanors, not felonies. The next step is we've got to fix our roads and expand our freeways without raising, traffic, without raising a dime of taxes. So all of us get stuck in traffic. If you live in the Inland Empire, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The next time you're stuck in traffic, blame a Democrat. And I will tell you why. For 39 of the last 40 years, the Democrats have controlled the California legislature, both houses. And any time they could have fixed your roads, but they didn't. And that's why we're stuck in the worst in the nation traffic, with the second worst in the nation roads. We can fix it all and expand our freeways without any new taxes, and that's what we're gonna do. The next two points are very simple. Fix our broken education system so our kids once again get the best education in the nation and our parents aren't stuck sending their kids to failing schools with dropout rates and crime and, and drugs and all these terrible things that have infected our schools. And also, by the way, we've got we to be able to fire bad teachers. We need real accountability again in our education system, not this common core nonsense. It's about time that our kids are no longer 46th and 47th in reading and math in the entire nation. And then lastly, near and dear to our hearts in Southern California, we've got to complete the California State Water Project. And that means that we need to build water storage up and down the state. So we're no longer stuck in these, you know, every, every you know every 10-year droughts that we get that are so terrible. So five-point plan, very simple, Greg. Cut taxes, get tough on crime, fix our roads, expand our freeways, fix our broken education, complete the state water project. And and the, the icing on the cake, my friends, is in the first 100 days in office, I will reverse the illegal sanctuary state. That and is, we will follow federal immigration law.
3: That
1: is beautiful. We're going to take a quick break with Travis Allen on the phone. He's the uh, candidate for governor, the Republican candidate for governor, along with uh, one or and then uh, a trailer of other individuals that really are inconsequential you had a couple of debates this week there were some revelations about your candidate your uh, your opposing candidates view on uh, some very important issues to a lot of people out here in the inland empire we'll get those revelations that came out of the debates this week when we continue after the break
0: after this word from ed hoffman of wholesale capital corporation the place to go for your real estate lending needs both residential and commercial back after this
3: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event which airs every weekend here on AM 590 The Answer. I'm proud to be a part of the effort to make America great again, not just by supporting this station and conservative movement, but also by helping people achieve the American dream of homeownership. Whether you're looking to achieve that dream and you need financing, or you already own a home and you're considering refinancing your mortgage in order to lower your payment, shorten your term, or pay off high interest debt, or if you're over 62 and want to look into that great financing tool known as a reverse mortgage, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll-free day or night, 855-640-2020. I'll give you all your options, answer all your questions, and walk you through the process. And don't forget to listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 10 a.m. and 9 p.m., Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on AM590 The Answer.
0: Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate. Broker license
4: number 01147747. And California Finance Lenders license number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the
2: Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB number 096199.
4: AM 590. The answer.
3: This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer.
1: We're talking on the phone right now with Republican candidate for governor Travis Allen here on the Unite IE Radio show. And Travis has had a very, very busy schedule. It's about to get even more crazy and chaotic over the next three months as midterm madness continues. There were a couple of debates that uh, Travis and John Cox, his uh, opponent, for the state's highest office had this week and Travis you were telling us during the break and before we started the show that there were some interesting revelations that came out of these debates that you say uh, it, it might be that John Cox is a closet agenda 21 supporter tell us about what some of those things that he said give you that inclination
2: Don, I was as shocked as you were when I heard it. So I was standing on the debate stage. We did two debates on Tuesday of this week. Uh, one was at the Orange County Lincoln Club. The next one was at a, a community college in Torrance. Uh, you know, roundly beat at John Cox both times. But the, the really fascinating thing is on Thursday evening, or I'm sorry, Tuesday evening, at the Torrance uh, Community College debate, John Cox starts talking they're talking about you know how we don't have enough housing in california and look we everybody knows we don't have enough housing in california the stuff that's built is far too expensive and and the real answer is not government intervention the real answer is cutting the red tape, cutting the taxes and fees, and letting people actually start building, you know, houses and apartments and everything they want to build in California across states. So we get more supply, which, of course, brings down the price so we can all have a place to live. Right. And millennials can move out of their parents' basement Amen. Or, or, or garage, as the case may happen to be. So, So we're talking about, you know, what the fixes are. And John Cox starts talking. I mean... He must have have read the entire Agenda 21 from start to finish before he started the debate because he starts talking about the need to build upwards, build near transportation hubs, and increase our density in housing. And uh, I mean, it it was – I just looked out at the audience, and I think a number of people caught it, and I think I even – I said something about Agenda 21 under my breath because I was shocked. I mean, John Cox, it it might not be surprising. This guy's from Chicago, Illinois. Right. He's only been a California resident since 2011. And you, this is what they believe in in Chicago is, you know, stack and pack and and build them upwards and get people out of their homes in the rural areas and and stuff everybody into the cities. But uh, this is apparently what John Cox is now advocating for.
1: Well, and if anybody knows about this, just real quick, Craig's got another question. If anybody knows about this, it's the people of Huntington Beach, because Huntington Beach is a very unique community. It's a community that essentially is majorly a bedroom community of single-family dwellings. And there's been an effort over the past uh, several years, maybe longer, that, they're, that uh, individuals are trying to build these two- and three-story high-density apartment complexes in Huntington Beach. The city's having nothing to do with it. It's been pushed back on successfully. You go to downtown Disney, and you see exactly the opposite thing. You see apartment building after apartment building after condo complex, these three-story boxes, essentially, that are designed for high-density housing. So if anybody knows, the, knows to listen for the... A watchwords, if you will, of Agenda 21. I would think it would be you because this is a, a big fight
2: that's been in your backyard. You better believe it. And look, we see this, you know, in various parts all over Orange County, all over California. You know, Huntington Beach has been ground zero for a lot of it. And look, you know, let me let me be very clear. I am the biggest, the biggest pro development guy you're ever going to find on the state stage. I love building things, and I want to build stuff everywhere. But the problem with these, you know, Agenda 21 stack and pack people is they think that the only answer is that we have to cram everybody into these little tiny spaces, in these little tiny apartments, and and everybody's got to live, you know, in this kind of centralized beehive. And, and the problem is, is that we know that the beauty of California is our wide open spaces. You know, out here in the Inland Empire, we got lots of land. We got lots of, you know, individual homes with nice front yards, nice backyards, and, and we have real communities. So, yes, is there a place for, uh, you know, a, 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 an urban city center? Of course there is. But should all Californians be forced to live there? Absolutely not. So the answer in California, when you're talking about you know, what do you do about our, our housing supply, because there's just not enough housing in California. They haven't been building it enough for, for decades now because of the high taxes and the crazy regulations. Right. The answer is not cramming everybody into these ultra-dense city centers. You know, it's not. It's not that those are bad. We can still have those. But the answer is start building everywhere in California. We have so much open land. What we really need is we need to be able to build everywhere in California. People need to be able to have single-family homes, nice communities. And and what we don't need is you know these these big government types telling us that you know unless you build straight up to the sky you're not going to get any more housing and apparently uh, like i said john cox from uh, from chicago this is what he believes in and i was as shocked as anybody to hear it
0: yeah, there's the. the uh, you, I'm sure you know who Hassan Ikarata is. And Skag, he was at a meeting of our local regional government agency, uh, formerly called Sandbag. And that, well, they've been telling us for all these years that the millennials they are, they, they don't want to drive cars, they want to live in apartments, and they want to take the train. And he acknowledged, no, they don't. That as they've grown up and started families, they want a single family home and they want a car just <laughs> like their parents. But anyways, yes, we, absolutely, we, 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 they do. We have a little quiz here for you. Uh oh. What state? Uh, here we go. Let's do it. What state's cost of living adjusted poverty rate of twenty point six percent is nearly two times the national average? Doo-doo-doo. How about California? Right! Amazing. <laughs> With twelve percent of America's population, which state has thirty four percent of America's welfare recipients? Uh, California again. Amazing! This guy's amazing. What state has yep, gas prices of a dollar a gallon more than other states?
2: That's California again, unfortunately.
0: What state has the highest corporate income tax, the highest individual income tax, the highest sales tax, and about 10th or 11th or 12th in property taxes?
2: You know, that's California. Ours is the highest corporate tax west of the Mississippi. If you can believe it, it's actually even a little bit higher on the West Coast. But it strangles companies, which is why they're leaving our state in droves. By the way, you go to Texas, the biggest import to Texas is California jobs and yep. California people. people.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and one last question. This in a tweet that you had sent out earlier this, earlier this week, is that um, what state, according to a ranking by the Liberal U.S. News & World Report, is 50th in quality of life?
2: Yeah, that again would be California. We just broke that news on my Facebook page just yesterday, I joined Travis Allen on Facebook. And really this is a US news study that was done. California 50th in quality of life. And, and I mean, guys, you take a look around you. California used to be the greatest state in the nation. We all know why we live here. It's phenomenal. But but I got to tell you, you know, my personal story and I know lots of people got lots of other great stories too. It just tells you why California needs to be fixed. My whole family w- was living here. My parents now live in Oregon. My brother lives in Arizona. My best friend now lives in Texas. And I manage money for a living. I'm a certified financial planner. I've been doing it since 1996. Opened my company in 01. My clients all started in California. They're now in 22 different states around the country. And you and know that because
1: you. in every state that you go, you've got to get special licensing. So if you want to travel with your clients, you gotta, I I, I too share that same background, was a CFP, was series seven licensed. Travis, a campaign does not run on radio interviews. So we need to make sure that those people that are interested in making sure that they're part of the effort to take California back know where to go so that they can either volunteer or send money. What is the best way for folks who wanna send you money? Because I know occasionally you'll have a match. Somebody out there will say, I'll donate a dollar if somebody else matches that dollar. Where can people go in order to donate?
2: You better believe it. So we actually just had a match uh, in the end of last month. We got a a big donor uh, that was matching. uh, It was $15,000 that ended up actually being over $25,000. So this is when you really want to get in on it. And I'll tell you right now that we're up against the juggernaut of the California Democrat political machine. Gavin Newsom has $19 million, which is why we need everybody to help us fight back. The website is very simple. It's jointravisallen.com. And you jump on that website, you can donate directly from the website. You can also volunteer right there. I have over 38,000 volunteers across the state, more than any Republican governor candidate has ever had in history. So go to jointravisallen.com. Sign up to volunteer, donate anything you can, and and get involved. Because I will tell you right now, this one election, this year, starting in June 5th for the primary, which we're going to win – and then in November to take the whole thing to be the next governor of state of California is the most important election for us in California for the next eight years. This is the one election that will change absolutely everything. It's about time that the forgotten people of California stand up. It's about time that the silent supermajority makes its voice heard. Let's take back California guys. Join me, join Travis Allen, join the army and let's take back our state. Amen. It is critically important
1: to get you through or someone through. And I, I make no bones about it. I support you in this upcoming midterm. Um, it's critically important to get you through the midterm so that you can go on to the general so that we can give Republicans a reason, another reason, to show up to the ballot box. That goes for the gas tax repeal effort. That goes with getting local uh, Republicans onto the ballot uh, in in the general and moving them uh, through. But you can't do it alone there's there's people out here in the inland empire that need to sign up to volunteer you've even got a facebook page travis allen for governor volunteers where people can go to learn about the events that are coming up now we want to put on an event for you out here in the inland empire we're looking for an outdoor venue as we speak right now that's suitable for such an adventure but beyond that you need people to walk neighborhoods you need people to you know put yard signs up you need people to uh you know a facebook army you're you're great on social media. And so that, uh, that Facebook page, Travis Allen for governor, uh, volunteers is a great central place for you to go look for events that are coming up. Like you're, you're at the, uh, Uh, CRA convention this weekend there's other uh, events coming up go to that Facebook page for a list of what Travis Allen is going to be doing and what area as a way you can show up and help
0: right and in terms of events coming up with Travis Allen let's not forget he will be at the United IE conservative conference on April 8th. he yeah, abs- Looking forward to that as well. He absolutely will. He'll amen, be there.
2: Amen to that.
0: Yep. That'll be the
1: largest gathering of conservatives in Southern California. Make sure you get your tickets. Make sure you get out there to support Travis Allen. Make sure you get engaged because the most important political office in the entire country is private citizen. And if you're not battling it out on the front lines with folks like Travis, you're, you're actually, I'll, I will go so far as to say you're part of the problem. Travis, thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, we will continue. Continue to talk about your campaign and the efforts to get a Republican into the general election. Travis, thank you.
2: You bet, guys. And hey, I got to tell you right now, we get through this primary, we're going to bring out Donald Trump's California. And this revolution that we started in 2016, it's going to take back California. Join me at jointravisallen.com. Find me on Facebook at jointravisallen. Sign up, volunteer, donate and let's take back our state.
1: Amen. We will be back with more with the Unite IE Radio Show after this message.
3: Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like You're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855 640
1: Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show. We had a terrific time just now with Travis Allen, governor candidate for the state of California. And midder madness is ramping up. One of the things that's gonna happen over the next three months is we go out to uh, get our message out over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Uh, I think that there's this thing out there called Instagram. I still don't know what it is or how it works, but I've heard that that's where a lot of people are moving to. Uh, One of the things that's becoming uh, a concern uh, and for some a legitimate concern, because they even look at, uh, you know, certain types of uh, media outlets like YouTube to make money, is the censorship that's beginning to happen on social media of conservative voices. Uh, Laura Lormer recently, she's a uh, uh, investigative journalist, was uh, got a 30-day uh, suspension from Facebook. Uh, a friend of mine who put a, a, a Facebook meme out that essentially said that he wasn't going to allow a generation of kids that were that were eating Tide Pods to ta- to to uh, counsel him on gun control. Um, he got a 30-day jail sentence. I mean, it goes on and on and
0: on. Well, even Donald Trump is not immune, is that there was a story this past week that since Facebook changed its algorithms in response to Democrat pressure to keep conservatives from using social media in the 2018 elections, is that his Facebook engagements are since the start of the year are down 45%.
1: Yeah, and we even had uh, in a secret meeting last week, Barack Obama even alluded to the necessity of leveling the playing field in media when it comes to voices that are extreme. And, of course, he's always referring to people like Rush Limbaugh of that uh, genre. Uh, The fact that conservative radio is way ahead of liberal. I mean, liberals don't seem to be able to survive on Radio, everything that they attempt to do gets, you know, loses uh, in the, in the court of public pods. opinion. Yeah, they're too busy eating tie Pods. Well, so is this real? is this, is this uh, censorship real? We have some activists out here in the Inland Empire that have been uh, promoting their work through YouTube, through Facebook, through Twitter, and it's come to our attention that some of them are having a bit of a difficulty, and we have one of them on the line with us right now to tell us more about that.
0: Yeah, Gary Galeno, who specializes in doing uh, videos, and does a great job of editing and putting together snippets of various meetings, and he'll, he'll do captions so that you can, actually, you can see the words as well, as, as well Let's hear the words. He uh, is on YouTube under the name Grindall, G-R-I-N-D-A-L 61. On uh, Facebook as well, under the same name. And he's uh, Gary, you're, you're welcome to the show. And have you been experiencing any of these problems in your social media?
5: Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much everybody is. Uh, you know, I actually had an epiphany while listening to you guys talk right now. You know, all this censorship uh, of us, it's proof that there was no Russian collusion because why do they need to censor us if we're not the ones that had impact on the election? So uh, just something to think about.
1: Well, it, it, you, 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 your your greater point is that with Hillary doing what she was doing during the election, she's actually the one that was doing the collusion with Russia. The Russian censorship essentially suggests the left is suggesting that with $100,000 in Facebook ads, they were able to have an impact in the election. I doubt that. But the reality of it is, is that ever since the left has floated this uh, notion called the fairness doctrine, where the left through law, wants to silence conservative voices and wants to uh, give government sanction to liberal voices, what we're seeing now in the private sector, meaning the private communication sector of Facebook, the private communication sector of Twitter, the private communication sector of YouTube even, is that they are doing uh, the work of the political left through these policies of censorship. How has that manifest itself? And then after we talk about this, I want to highlight some of your work because you really do shine the spotlight on the things that folks don't get a chance to see, and you put it together in in very creative ways so that their message is very apparent. But how is this actually impacting your ability to get your work out?
5: Well, um, one, one, uh, I, I have to be very careful in what I say and the topics I talk about because uh, I primarily work on YouTube, and they have basically uh, set a standard for what you can and cannot talk about. So as we all know, we recently had this uh, sh- uh, school shooting in Florida, and they basically said that if you are questioning uh, the mainstream narrative of the events, that, uh, you are deleted from the platform completely. And, uh, the way they are doing this is, uh, they are, c- uh, constantly evolving their algorithms. And a lot of people don't understand how this works. And, uh, I, I, not that I understand how it works, but uh, I've just been doing it for a few years. So I've just been watching how things unfold. But uh, a lot of the stuff, I guess you could say is like top secret because you basically have to work there to really know how it's working. But uh, you know, people are under the impression that they are being censored by humans. And uh, there may be some truth to that, but the way it works is, is their algorithm, uh, they put into their computer certain words. So in the last week, the name David Hogg was a term that you are not allowed to use in a YouTube video or a title. And so that's what they're doing. They take, take any word that, that's triggering to the left. You know, you could say, you could use the word tr- uh, tranny or, you know, LGBT, David Hogg, uh, shooting, any of those kind of words. And if you use those words in a video, it, it automatically gets flagged by their system. And then maybe then that's when a human looks at it. But even then, I don't think that's what's going on. So for me personally, uh, I did not talk about the shooting at all. I never even mentioned it in any of my videos because I've seen this before in the past. Uh, they did this a few years ago with, with Sandy Hook, not as quickly as what we see today where they're taking down hundreds of channels all at once. They did it over the course of a year. But I learned back then that if there's a questionable shooting, uh, that people are questioning the the narrative, uh, that they're not going to let you talk about it. So I did not talk about the shooting, and that's very unfortunate that a lot of very smart people basically ran off the cliff uh, very willingly uh, I recently had a video uh, get taken down about two weeks ago uh, that was two years old, and uh, that's how far they're going with this. They're actually going through old videos, uh, videos that were uh, you had the – videos where you could talk about the subject two years ago, but now you can't talk about it. And uh, that video was about Venezuela. It went viral. It had over 265,000 views. Uh, I appealed that strike, and they actually gave it back to me. Uh, and I don't know why it was flagged in the first place, because when I went back and rewatched it, there was nothing that was said at all uh, that would warrant triggering uh, their algorithm sensor.
0: Doesn't uh, some of this work? Al- to me. Doesn't some of this work out when some lefty wants to t- wants to take down something that they don't is contrary to what the information that they want to see put out will complain to Facebook or to YouTube or to Twitter and say, "Oh, look at this."
5: Right, and so that also goes on. Uh, I I partially don't like to to talk publicly about that only because, uh, you know, it's not very smart to make a video saying, hey, this is how they do it, because they are giving people ideas on how they could come after you. But, yes, they do have a system where you can complain to YouTube and say, hey, this is racist or this is whatever, and I don't know how many uh, complaints it takes because I've actually had people tell me directly that their mission is to take my channel down. Like, they actually say, I'm trying to get you censored off of YouTube. And uh, they haven't been successful yet, and uh, as of right now, I have zero strikes. So their efforts aren't really working at this point. Uh, But I do know that if if a lot of people do it at once, like they call it mass flagging, uh, then I do believe a human probably will look at it, and then, you know, they'll make that determination. So that is going on. And I, I, I'm not going to say it on YouTube itself because, I, you know, I'll, I'll probably get hit for it. But, uh, you know, it goes both ways. And, you know, recently CNN, they had a video or a news broadcast where they went to a woman's house and they basically accused her of Russian collusion on the Internet. And it was very, you know, very much bullying. And that's what they're saying we're doing. They're saying that we're being bullied by talking about these different events when they're the ones who are being bullies. And I really wish, uh, you know, people from our side of the argument, I wish they would have went to CNN and done the same thing to them you know, Matt their video. Let's talk about, let's talk
1: a little bit about what we as activists should be doing. Uh, You're doing some very creative work in activism. I want to highlight some of that. Um, There's messages that you're getting out that otherwise people would not hear. We've have to take a break right now, but when we come back, let's hear about the activism work that you're doing and what you're uncovering uh, because I think that some of the things that you are, well, all the stuff that you do is great, but especially uh, some of the things that you're uncovering, uh, people need to learn more about that so more with gary after the break about what we as activists can do to help uh preserve our voice as well as expose the left when we come back after this message
0: after this word from all-star collision the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll back after this
3: on AM 590,
0: The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, Benjamin Franklin said that whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech.
1: And he didn't even realize that there was one day gonna be things like video and Facebook and computers. All they had was
0: printing presses. Right, but whatever the means, the rulers have always wanted to control the flow of information, whether it's hieroglyphics on the, carved on the stone... Whatever it is, the printing press, the internet now, the rulers have always wanted to control the flow of information. And the internet has been a great problem to them in that regard, but they're learning how to clamp down on that. We have a guest on the line, Gary Galeno, who works in that environment. Uh, is on YouTube and Facebook under the name grindall 61 And he's also been experiencing censorship of his work. And uh, what are some of the topics? We talk about the censorship. What are some of the topics you're trying to get out now, Gary?
5: Uh, Well, uh, at this exact moment, um, you know, I I see things uh, as as much darker uh, than maybe what a lot of other people see. Uh, There's a lot of things that are being rolled out right now. Uh, I recently made a video talking about robotics, how everything's going to automation. Uh, The government, uh, and it's supposed to happen through Trump's infrastructure plan, uh, they want to roll out the fifth generation wireless, uh, also known as 5G, and uh, there's a few reasons uh, for, or there's a few purposes for that, uh, one of which being uh, it's to control the, uh, the self-driving cars, to control uh, the robots, and to control all these different AI systems that are being created right now. And this is something that we really have to be focusing on just as humanity, because, uh, you know, we're being told that in just a few years, that a huge percentage of jobs are going to be replaced by robots. And you could uh, transition that one of the things that I work on is illegal immigration. You know, it just baffles my mind when I see our politicians, they want to advocate for open borders policies, knowing that automation is right around the corner. And what are we going to do with all these people if, if, if they can't work jobs? And you're talking about people that are unskilled, uneducated, don't speak the language you know, some people will obviously be able to adapt to this, you know, future reality, whether they, uh, learn how to program these different, you know, devices and whatnot. Uh, me personally, I won't, I, I don't have the, the, the background or the education for that, but, uh, you know, they want to bring up all these people from other countries, uh, who have zero education. And, uh, I find it very concerning that uh, they're not going to have anything to do in our society. Combined with the fact, and another issue I've been harping on lately, is the homelessness problem. You know, we have all these people living in the street. They want to bring up new people, and then we have automation coming. So, uh, those are some issues that I've been focusing on really just the last couple of weeks, uh, as much as I can.
0: See, but Gary, the, the, uh, the all the immigrants, illegal and legal, they're bringing in with low skill will still have a very important function to perform: voting, voting for Democrats. That's right. Exactly right.
1: You, you mentioned, um, <laughs> you, you rolled out your uh, sort of vision of what you see unfolding here. And I couldn't help but as you were doing that, I Googled Skynet. And because it was reminding me exactly if you remember in the in the uh, Terminator series of movies, one of the one of the Terminator movies was called Terminator Genesis. And in that movie, uh, part of what they're they they learn is that there's a giant computer system that's going to be put online that's going to control everything. And the movie essentially is about destroying you know, Skynet, which was gonna be the uh, computer system that would control the terminators of the future and, and, and life on this planet Earth. And you know what you're describing is it's it's almost like hey the future's here guys it's unfolding and is this what we want for humanity? And I realize there's a lot of benefits. You know the the idea of a driverless car I think is kind of cool in certain respects. I will never drive in a driverless car. As long as car. it's optional. I like driving a car. I love the experience of getting behind the wheel and actually driving. It's fun, but. This is sounding a lot like, uh, you know, what we have uh, seen in movies like Terminator Genesis. Did you ever thought about that, Gary?
5: Yeah, I have seen that movie. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, one thing that I think is unfortunate is uh, in the Terminator movie, uh, they had a set date when they were going to unleash the Genesis, uh, you know, supercomputer or whatever exactly. that was supposed to be. Yep. Well, uh, I'm of the opinion that it's already been it's already been out, and it's Google. Google is the genesis supercomputer because we already have the big supercomputer that's controlling everything, and it's Google, and that's why they say Google is the Internet. And uh, one way I like to describe the Internet to people is the Internet is a living, breathing thing. It, uh, it, it's always updating. It's always changing, and that is because of human activity But you can't stop the Internet. I mean, uh, the Internet, once they've unleashed that technology in the world, I mean, it just ran. And uh, no matter what you do or what you say, uh, every day you go on the Internet, something's going to be updated on it, whether it's a website or a news story or whatever. So uh, we're already living in that world where the the genitive supercomputer is already operating. Uh, The people uh, who run the show Uh, Some people call them globalists, or there's all kinds of terms to call them for. Uh, They want that supercomputer to control the entire world. And uh, I I believe that they are going, well, they're going to try to achieve that uh, through the advent of technology, such as uh, the robotics, uh, the smart cities. And that's why they're doing all that, because they want every aspect of our life, they want every appliance to be hooked up to that system. So that, I mean, it's already here, you know. It's kind of uh, disingenuous to say, oh, well, on this date, it's going to be released. It's already been released. It's already happening. It's just a matter of really as, as a, well, I don't like to use the word consumers, but that's what they call us. As consumers, uh, we have to make the choice to not buy these products. Uh, you know, nothing wrong with having a phone or a, or a computer <laughs> or a laptop, but uh, do you really need to have a coffee maker with, uh, with a USB port? Well, or a dishwasher with a USB port. I mean, you don't really need those things.
1: Exactly right. But, uh, Gary, Gary you know, you're, you're a relatively new activist. we got to take a quick break. When I say relatively, we're all relatively new. I mean, a lot of us have gotten into this since Obama, as opposed to some of the folks out there that have been at this for 20 or 30 years. I want to get your uh, thoughts on some of the videos you just put out. You've got one called Maywood, California is Majority Illegal Alien. Is it the most corrupt city in America? And a couple of others. I want to get your, get some highlights of, of what you've done and where people can see your work uh, when we come back after a break from our sponsor for this half
0: hour. All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back for this.
4: Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Carstar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer.
1: Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office in the country, that of private citizen. And we have... On the phone with us, one of those private citizens that decided to take that call to action seriously, Uh, Gary Galano has been out at city council meetings, school board meetings, uh, rallies showing what the fake news media won't show. And he's put this together in a lot of cases. Uh, some videos are compilations of uh, years worth of his work where connecting the dots finally begins to show what the left is really up to Uh, I I, I spoke about before the break one of your recent videos and if that's not the one that you want to highlight certainly go for it but uh, you, you make the statement that Maywood California is majority illegal alien what led you to that conclusion
5: Well, uh, it's very simple, really. Uh, Government statistics tell us that the city is 98% Hispanic. Uh, I've been through that area myself, and I've had people who live in that area tell me, multiple people tell me, that it is majority uh, undocumented. And then uh, the video that you're talking about, I had a newspaper article. It claimed that it was 46% foreign-born. And the reality is, is, you know, when it comes to people who are undocumented, it's just that they're undocumented. You don't really know how many of them are there. Uh, but the fact that I have got people tell me, you know, to my face that that's the, that's the case combined with the 98% number. And then you see the, the city itself and how basically everyone is speaking Spanish. I mean, there are more people speaking Spanish in those cities in that area than speaking English. And, uh, and then you see the, the, the voter turnout is tiny. Uh, you know, people get elected with only four hundred votes in a city of thirty thousand. So uh that, you know, I just really it's just putting the pieces together of uh of just the numbers in that city tells me that it is a majority uh undocumented, illegal alien city.
0: And I've seen that not only in Maywood, but there are places where our activists have gone and uh they've been they haven't they haven't been physically attacked, at least one at least in most cases that I've seen on the videos. Yeah, but they are harassed. They're basically run out of town. They're almost becoming no-go zones for Americans.
5: Right, and uh, I wouldn't uh, classify it to that point yet because uh, you and I could still drive through that area and still get out of our car and walk around. Uh, obviously, our activists uh, have had some issues. Uh, there was a whole Chicano Park recently down in San Diego. That is a legitimate no-go zone where if you get out of your car and walk around and you look a certain way, they are gonna question you and harass you uh in those cities in the southeast of los angeles they don't do that yet but uh given enough time and uh you know certain people you know take power in those areas it will become that way
1: that's just crazy one of the other areas that you have uh, worked on is documenting Agenda 21 and the general plans that uh, a lot of these uh, cities and general and, and districts and special government agencies like Sandbag and WR Cog are working on. Uh, what are some of your recent uh, revelations to your video work in that area?
5: Uh, you know, I haven't engaged uh, in that area uh, as much lately, but uh, someone that I know recently attended a, uh, a coffee with uh, Supervisor Janice Rutherford in San Bernardino County, and she was there with Ray Wolf, who was the head of Sandbag. And uh, as far as I can tell, it's not on video, but she wrote a report on what, you know, what was talked about. And Ray Wolf uh, basically said that L.A. is a mega city, which is a term they're not really supposed to use because it has certain connotations. And he basically said that, that the megacity is necessary because of mass migration. And the whole megacity thing, that's the whole smart cities, like we talked about earlier, and they, they basically want to turn uh, our urban areas into these massive cities of millions of people where it's all controlled by computers. And, uh, and if you, in, uh, in that uh, realm, talking about SCAG, who's part of this whole network of the regional governments, SCAG is a smart cities committee. Where they talk about these issues, where they talk about the Internet of Things and uh, transitioning our cities into smart cities. So um, that's the most recent thing that I've heard that they're actually using that word now, megacity. Uh, in in their language when they're talking about what their future plans are. And I find that very disturbing.
1: You can keep up with Gary's work at Grindall61. That's his YouTube channel, G-R-I-N-D-A-L-L-61. Gary, thanks for your work. Thanks for being with us. In our final moments, we just need to make sure people are getting signed up for the April 8th Unite IE Conservative Conference. You can go get your tickets on am590.info. There's a banner there that rotates through. Click on that. That'll take you to a, a, a
0: splash page. The registration site is there. And then on March the 10th, at March 10th, the Mountain View Republican Club has a great event, their gala, to, how to uh, and the funds will be used to support veterans. It's going to be music, dancing, dinner, a great event, and you can see get that on their Facebook page, the Mountain View Republican Club. And not, of course, not to forget, the keynote speaker at the United IE Conference will be Dr. Sebastian Gorka. You don't want to miss that. Tune in next week at 4 o'clock for
1: the United IE Radio Show every Saturday.